Erev Tov, today we study the 18th chapter of the Rambam's Hochot Shabbat. In this chapter, the Rambam gives us a very, very long list of the shiurim, the measurements of different objects when it comes to carrying on Shabbat. You can't carry from a private to a public domain or four amot in a public domain. But well, the question is, what's the minimal amount that you have to carry in order to violate this isur? So depending on the object, that will determine the measurement, the minimal measurement. So a chair is going to be, or a piece of furniture is going to be different than, uh, than a food or a drink or wine or a piece of leather. And the Ramam goes through literally tens if not hundreds of objects in this, in this chapter telling us what is the minimal amount for each thing. And generally we go by the, the most basic usage. So for example, I'll just give you the first, uh, the first halacha. When it comes to, uh, to food, we go by the, what's the minimal amount of food? A grogeret, which is a dried fig. If you carry more than a dried fig, the size of a dried fig in Rishut HaRabim, you have violated Shabbat. If it's less than that, then you have not violated uh, Shabbat. The Ramam goes through many, many different objects. I want to focus on halacha tetzayin. The Ramam talks about carrying another human being. If you carry a human being on Shabbat, have you violated Shabbat? So fascinating. The Ramam says, If you carry a human being on Shabbat, you have not violated Shabbat. Why? Because we assume that the human being can carry themselves. They can walk. And because they can walk themselves, even if you carry them, we, uh, we assume it's as if they're sort of carrying themselves. They make their weight lighter, and it's as if you, uh, you, did not, you, did, you are not carrying themselves. What about a baby? And this is a question which, uh, which has come, out, come up throughout uh, Jewish history. Can you carry a baby on Shabbat in the Rishut HaRabim? You can imagine how important this question is for families living in a place where there's no Eruv. So the Rambam then continues and he says, What a mother can do, or a father in this case, can take her child and, and take his, his feet and step them one in front of the other. Uh, she can't carry him fully, but she can help him to step forward one by one, and, uh, and this way he can get through a Rishut, Rishut Harabim on Shabbat. Now the Shulchan Aruch quotes this Lahalacha, and he writes in Siman Shin Chet, she could even do this in her shutabim, where she takes her her child's feet and steps them one in front of the other. But she may not actually drag him or carry him. Rather, she takes one, pushes it in front of the next. He's always at least standing on one foot. The point is, the child needs to know how to walk a little bit. And then you could help him to walk. So it could be a child who really needs help walking. What about a baby who cannot stand on their own feet? So in that case, a mother is not allowed to hold a child. In this case, that would be considered carrying on Shabbat. Chai no se'etatzmo would not apply in this, uh, in this situation. Now the Mishnah Brewer tells us that there's a question about where the, how, where this applies. Are we talking about a a, a Rashuta domain that is uh, Rashuta Rabbi Raita, or even a Carmelite, which is again a rabbinic area where not as one one is not allowed to carry? And he says, Yesh Omrim, there are those who say that we're even talking about a Carmelite. A filub Carmelite asur, even in a Carmelite, you're not allowed to uh, to drag the uh, to drag the child. He says, but there are those who are who are lenient about this in the case where the mother's dragging the child. Okay, but he says, Avalisa to put the child on your shoulders, even in a Carmelite, even if the child again would be able to walk sort of on their own with help, this is problematic. 
But he says, But everyone does this. Many people violate this, not knowing. says, Just because a child can walk on their own doesn't mean you can carry them on their shoulders, even in a Carmelite. And therefore, people are violating Shabbat by uh, doing this. But nonetheless, He says, But people are not going to listen if we rebuke them about this. So better not to tell them, Better for them to violate this on Shabbat uh, unknowingly than to uh, than to tell them about the halacha that they are in fact violating. Uh, there are two different lessons that we learn out from this. Number one, this is the time of tshuva of Elul, and we have a mitzvah to rebuke others, to to look inwardly and to try to improve ourselves. But sometimes there's a situation in life where if you rebuke someone, they're not going to listen. So, mutav shu shogin in mazidin. Better that they violate it unknowingly than that you tell them and then they're going to violate it anyway. And in this situation, we see that uh, people, uh, they didn't know about the halakha, and they were going to violate it even if you told them not to. So, better to keep quiet and uh, and and not create a, a machloket in this uh, this particular situation. But Baruch Hashem, we live in a place where there is an Eruv, and uh, this, this question does not apply. But we have to recognize that um, Jews throughout history didn't necessarily have Eruv in, and there are many places in the world that don't have an Eruv. Sometimes communities will dafka take down the Eruv once a year to remind ourselves about what the halachot are, to remember. What do you do, what do, you do if there is no Eruv? So this applies in these uh, situations. Call to wishing you good.